Welcome, welcome, welcome to Film Study and All-American Universe podcast with Lexi. I'm Lexi and wow, it feels like that. I mean, for some folks, it might feel like that break was quite long, but for me, it went by very fast, actually. Uh, But we back, we back. Homecoming season two is in the books. It's on Netflix. It's still in top 10, I believe, as we're speaking, which congrats, congrats, congrats. I think that we'll find out more information about renewal within the next two weeks or so, specifically before, if you want to say, like, May 8th or 18th or something like that. So anyway, we'll see. see. Um, But they have an event coming, like, April, sometime next week in April, April 25th or 25th, 6th, something like that. So listen here, my Twitter, my Instagram, wherever. Um, But here, right now, (laughs) we're talking about My Name Is episode... 516, which is kind of crazy to say, of All-American. Ready to get into it, Monda? Yes, Monda is back for everybody who's been like, where's Monda? Where's Monda? Well, she on the pod. She on the pod now. Yeah, I, I'm on hiatus from Twitter, but I, I'm i on the pod. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm ready. I'm ready. Awesome. Awesome. Well... This episode was written by John A. Norris, and this is shout out and congratulations to China Ledege, I think it is, Ledege. Yes. Um, she, this is her first episode of television that aired, and I, that's like, it's an incredibly, incredibly difficult feat to achieve. So not only was it China's first episode of television, but it was Karima's first I want to say television directing debut. I think that I she directed like short films, but mm-hmm. like shout out to Karima Westbrook. I, you know, um, you know, usually I, I, I let, you know, my guests go first, but I did want to shout this out. I think Karima did a great job. And I think, I think China did a great job. My, I feel like my feelings on the episode, aside from my feelings about, how they did their jobs are like two different things for me. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> because actually, and I was I was chatting about this with some people, but honestly, the episode structurally sound. Like I think I, you know, I laughed a couple of times. Well, I'll get into like which time specifically, but like I laughed. I think the episode was memorable. Usually I have to watch an all-American episode and I have to like watch it one or two times to catch like everything that happened but honestly as I was like taking notes the second round I was just like I remember like pretty much everything that happened in this episode which is not typically the case and so again I feel like that signified again that like the episode was structurally sound I think the episode itself like the given circumstances that they had to work with weren't as exciting and it came at a weird time so we couldn't really so we couldn't really like I just think that the greater story like where they are in this story Karima and China weren't given much to work with in terms of their given circumstances uh with you know the the recruitment and the quinsay and like needing to wrap up the JJ storyline and all that but I'm like give them like give them another episode I think that they're knocking out of the park because I feel like you can even see like again I think Karima did an excellent job directing like I love some of the shots that she did and I think China did an excellent job writing 
what she was given to write. <laughs> like, this is one of the episodes she was contracted for. So she's not even in the writer's room full time. Like, she, this you know, not they, they have to contract. Her. Yeah, this is, she has to, they have, you know, a certain episodes per season that they sort of have to contract out to other people, like, legally, I think. Uh, so this was this was like a contracted episode along with John Norris, who is like actually a writer on the show. And so anyway, congrats. Congrats is all I have to say. The story was structurally sound, I think, even though the the elements of the story itself weren't that exciting, I think. Um, but also like Karima did a great job with her shot selection and, you know, the things that she brought out the actors. So anyway, those that's my two cents. That's my two cents. So what about you? <laughs> I want to say congratulations to the both of them as well. Um, like we said, it was not China's storyboard, so I'm not coming for China. I'm coming for the person whose storyboard it was. I'm just saying. This particular well, episode, not on that. I'm going to put it on the people this time. I'm going to put it on the whole writer's room. <laughs> yeah, I don't care, but there's a head person in that writer's room. And y'all knew that this filler episode right here coming well, now there's the co, weekend, right? Because huh? there is now All-American officially as a co-showrunner. Okay, okay, but I'm still giving it to that one. I'm not. I'm, <laughs> of course oh, you are. <laughs> we, you know I'm coming for that one. That of code to are. the side. But considering coming off the grief episodes, this is not an episode I like anticipated. I really didn't. But like you said, it was sound. They were giving like different things, and then too, you know me. Any episode that is focused on the op, I got problems with. Yeah, I'm kind of sad that like the first time we get to explore. Um, Latin, like Latino, some folks say Latinx culture. Um, I, I, I wish that it was in a different episode because mm -hmm. I actually think that I've wanted, you know, all American because like Latino Hispanic culture in, in LA is so prominent and yeah. so visible. And I, just wish that they had a different episode to explore it. I don't know if they got a, you know, and they did a wonderful job with what they did, but I just, like, I'm just like, I, this feels, like, unfair that it happened in this episode. Yeah, for what it is and everything, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so anyway. Um, and again, actually, that was my favorite part of the episode, I can strongly say, was, like, the patients live Layla, the part of yeah the, you know, i always like those type of episodes yeah That's, i love i love culture you know us y'all know yeah, we us. love know like we that. study this exactly so. um so let's get into <sighs> jj um jj as jordan says and you know i did personally identify with this line because i feel a little bit right burning the candle at both ends they love that mm -hmm. phrase because we've heard it a couple times on the show but burning the candle at both ends. Um, and I feel like that's just a general phrase that people say. <laughs> but he's tired. Dude is tired. He stayed at the beach house, which he doesn't uh, technically live at anymore because, you know, the frat house was, was partying all the time. So anyway, he talks to the president of the frat about leaving, like he told Asher that he would, but then he gets voted in recruitment chair because he is the party. And so they asked JJ to host the event at the beach house so that they can have alcohol, I believe it was. Yeah. And it's boring, right? They have a whole conversation about hot dogs, which I also was just like, these lines are funny. And it's just like, I just wish the, you know, this writer got to explore more of her 
funny so because I, I was just like it's you know it's the circumstances it's just the circumstances but yeah. um have a whole thing about the hot dogs or whatever <laughs> the vegan then, dogs <laughs> yeah the vegan dogs and then it's just like he goes to sleep uh the dude talks the president talks about some party favors which is like drugs uppers whatever uh then you know the party's just not going well there's a legacy kid in there too that they're trying to impress who's uh, annoying by the way JJ, I'm with JJ. Like, okay i'm gonna be the party again goes to get the goes to get the party favors dude basically overdoses there's a serious situation and then yeah, jj has this situation where he's like i can't be here i can't even do the football thing i can't be the party i need to like reevaluate my life and he's like, I want to be able to look at the person who's looking back at me. Exactly. Exactly. Um, what did you think about that? What did you think about that? I, I like JJ's storyline. Because, you know, I always have a soft spot for JJ. Ugh, I know. I don't. I've always. I just wanted to know. I feel like I've always. Like, I I never have. Like, I ne Like, even when people were rooting for this man, I was just like, okay, he's there to serve a purpose. He's very clearly this character that like is not supposed to be taken seriously. So I don't, anyway, go ahead, go I, ahead. But you've I, always I, had a soft spot. Yeah, I, you see how you just like, this is like, I don't, okay. Um, I, I except for what he said about live and lay late early in the season where I wanted to deck him. Um, I've always had a soft spot for JJ. Um, and so to see that he has like realized like what's important what I don't like, or what I've heard, I've, it seems as if JJ is going to do his, like, regroup off, off screen. And, like, they wrapped up everything, like, in a, like, tight, neat bow. He's like, I'm going to go work on myself. I appreciate Asher saying you don't have to do this alone. And, like, we're here for you. And he's like, yes, I do. But when he says he's doing it alone, he's probably going home with his family. Um, mm -hmm. But he just is not going to take the vortex, which, thank gosh, he's not, with him um, to do that. But... Um, I appreciate JJ like recognizing like he can't go down this road. He does not want to be like his friend. And that impacted him because he, the night that Liv overdosed, he wasn't around. Jordan was the one who found her. So he got to see that experience um, up close and personal. So yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate Asher trying to get him on the right track. But you know, I don't even really like Asher like that. So yeah, I appreciate you, Ash, for that two seconds. <laughs> I um, I like that you're taking the history because I do think, let me separate JJ, I think up until they wanted to like do more serious things with JJ. I feel like it's just never really landed mm -hmm. the, them trying to get deeper with JJ because he's so in and out. And even after he became... I think they upped Hunter to a season regular. He still was in and out. Yeah. And so it's like they almost didn't know where to take his story because it was just like, is he an alcoholic? Now they've introduced this pills thing, like the party favors thing. And it just, and I don't usually talk about this, um, but I'm also just like, is Hunter connecting to the material? <laughs> he, he's I not because I don't think he is just because he hasn't had time to sit in. Like he's there anymore. Right. Um, and you know, even in that last scene, I think with 
Asher, which I thought was like the most heartfelt thing. And I, and I, the thing is, is like I'm saying, like the words were there, but I was just like, I feel it from Asher. Right. And I don't feel it from Hunter. And I hate saying that, but it's, it was almost unignorable. Come to my side, Lexi, because you know I will say stuff like that. Come to my side. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm side. just saying, and I'm just taking it from the thing is, I just don't know if Hunter is connecting to that because again, I felt it with Asher, and the, these are the types of moments that you really have to connect, right, uh, to the material because it was, you know, you know, you have to believe that. You know, I, I like I don't want to be the party, but it, it just felt it just fell flat. And I don't know if it's because he's being reintroduced and uh, the, like his story is being reintroduced and sort of it's being picked up and left off or, you know, what's going on with I that. He, but go ahead. I think he connected a little bit more to when he came when um, JJ came to came intoxicated to the baker's house. He felt a little more yeah, connected there. Yeah, I felt it a little bit more. I felt, he it felt a little, a little bit more. more connected there. But when they because I think I felt that they switched it from him having an alcohol part problem to them being a party person. It's like he's been he the first part of the um, season, and even up until when he came to the Baker's house, it was about alcohol. It was about it was alcohol, food. and then they yeah. suddenly introduced pills, and so it just feels like they're. It felt like they were trying to do something deeper, but then they needed a quick way to wrap it up because this mm-hmm. felt very neatly tied. And so once again, I don't know why that is, but it, you know, it just, it didn't, it didn't connect as it should have with me. Cause they could have connected if they stayed on alcohol and Liv was the one and Asher was the one who like came to him. Right. And, it and, just and, felt, and it felt incredibly so separated. Like, Asher is coming for two seats. Why are we seeing J- in the like again just a part of the story? JJ's not here enough for us to follow him on his own, right. um, and that's what we did for the majority of the episode. I think that we, if not saw them the same amount, we saw him more than we saw the girls, and that was just very odd. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was. was I said odd. it was a JJ and the op episode because yeah. it kept switching yeah. off between. The but two. even more than Coop, that's what I'm saying. It was almost like the B plot line of the episode, which didn't make sense to me. <laughs> it just did not make sense. But anyway, it just feels like this is wrapped up, and I just hope, hope that this is the last that we hear of it. I don't remember. If he's mentioned in other synopses, does it, it? I don't. I think he like makes a surprising appearance later on down the line. But I'm just like probably I at the want... like at last episode because I think that's yeah. going to be like a party of some kind. Exactly. So I'm just hoping that we move on. Move on, just because this story is 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 getting more and more confusing. And convoluted, and it's just done. Let's just, just, just yeah. Let's just be done with it. Let's quit while we're ahead. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded so bad, but uh, I'm tired. You so sounded like me, and I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, speaking of coop, speaking of coop, uh, See, you call it a coop. That's the op, and we'll always be the op. But yeah, speaking of the op, go the ahead. Op. Uh, 
Coop tells Sky that she'll be at her presentation. This is after she talks to Layla, and Layla has to remind her. Actually, not even remind her. Well, inform tell her, her. Tell her, inform her that her girlfriend has a very important presentation at LA Con, like LA Influencer Con, something like that. Uh, which we know this guy is like a really big influencer. Um, and that wasn't a small space that they was at. That was a whole like convention center it looked like like at least a for conference sky. <laughs> literally for a sky storyline i think she was the key yeah she was the, the keynote speaker which i actually enjoyed seeing you know i don't know us dive deeper into sky for that little bit because i felt like it's something that fit um because they actually have spent a great deal of time like talking about how she does have advice and how she really is good at what she does um so yeah Layla tells Coop about this presentation. Coop then goes to Sky, and we see. I listen. I missed. The I kind of forgot that they met each other through the grandmother because I'm like, why are we meeting Sky's grandmother? And then I remembered that. Like, I'm so I smiled when I saw the grandma. I love the grandma. But like, it's been so long with this that I like forgot that she had a grandmother, and that's how they met. She was like, "I need somebody to watch General Hospital with me," and the op was all embarrassed. Like, yep, yeah, I love grandma. Literally. Um, so, Coop tells Sky that she'll be at a presentation. Lie. Her professor Just... gives her a spot to enroll in class instead of audit. But then Can she her, even enroll? Isn't it too late in the semester? I was that's clocking what I'm, I'm like, is this must just be like literally for a class credit. Like, she's not enrolled in the school. There's no way. There's no way. Yeah, I think it's literally just she's getting credit for this class. It's almost like what people do in high school when they do like dual enrollment. Like you're just getting you're getting credit for the class. Um, And so he tells her that she needs to participate in the study group that's like meeting today. And then he recommends less streets lane going. Basically, he wanted her to code switch. Yeah, Yeah, code switch, code switch, code switch. Uh, but for folks that don't know what code switch is, he want he wanted her to speak sound less street. Yeah, sound more professional. Um, so Coop misses Sky's talk. Uh, tries to impress the study group. Right. <laughs> this is one of my favorite lines, and I hate that it's a Coop line, but it was hilarious. One of my favorite so lines of the episode. The case was about a young kid, if I recall. <laughs> So these are the little moments that tells you that like China is actually the writer, the co-writer of this episode is like actually hilarious because to keep coming up with like different ways to be uncomfortable trying to sound professional is hilarious. Oh, and the app was struggling. Like we are she so was happy. struggling. And shout out to Breezy for her delivery of that. Yeah. But the the if I recall it's hilarious under the professor's toolage i was like exactly you're you're almost there you're almost there so yeah yeah so um yeah does that obviously recognizes that she can then ends up you know later on in the study group just speaking how she normally talk as she should as she should um and you know then goes I think Sky comes to the Baker House. Yep, Sky uh, to the Baker House. Talks to Sky, goes on and on about her entire day. <laughs> to Sky, Com- completely forgets about Sky's presentation. Like, doesn't even what what is a presentation? Sky's like, um, you forgot about something. <laughs> literally, 
And then she says, calm down, Sky. You're acting like I don't love you. And I love this. This is what I'm saying. There were so many good lines in this that it was just like, this is. I was actually, like, is that how you going to tell me you love me for the first time? I, she was literally like, I can't. But like, that's how. That's she, how you're going to say I love you for the first she time. Because say, remember, oh, she literally, she very pointedly, very pointedly did not say I love you back to her the last time. She, she was like, I'm done. <laughs> and that's what she said. She was just like. You know, all you had to do was apologize, take some, some responsibility, responsibility, some responsibility, but more excuses. And this was really interesting because it was really, I think, really funny that they had the girls uh, live Layla in patience, see that Coop had just ignored, <laughs> completely ignored Sky. And I was like really wondering, I wonder what this is like for patients to witness because at the end of this episode, when Sky was told Coop, I'm out, I'm out. <laughs> and for that reason, I'm out, just like Shark Tank, right? <laughs> but when Sky told her that, it was just like, are the writers doing this intentionally? Because this is showing that Coop has not grown and she still is the same. <laughs> selfish girl the same selfish girl like the same selfish girl just with a little bit more law school knowledge yeah i it's weird because i felt like in past episodes they were trying to redeem coop in every way possible including having live apologize to that girl and i i slightly throw up in my mouth every time i think about that right um, but then this is the show like Talk about, oh, i'm jealous get out of here <laughs> oh um, but then, but Coop needed to have like a mirror put up. Like, this is who you are. And are you going to change? And I can see down the line, we'll talk about in future predictions and how like Coop is going to prove to certain people that she's different. And I really just wanted her, like Sky to take Coop with the op with her and never bring her back. But that's not going to happen. I was happy that Sky finally returned to the Sky that she is because I think, like I've said this before on the podcast and like several times with different people, Sky's always presented as somebody that doesn't take crap. And with Coop, she just continually took crap. And so it was just, just, you know, finally, finally you're just really saying how you feel and finally you're not dealing with this from somebody who obviously just does not care for you as much as they say they do and as much as you care for them. (laughs) And that's from the jump. Remember from the jump? From the jump. From the jump. So it was really good for her to just be sort of wipe her hands with it and say, I'm out. <laughs> That's how you finna say I love you? Okay, bye. Like, and just do it like that. Just leave. And, and you, <laughs> not you seem to not care about what I'm doing, nor would, do you want to take responsibility to where we're at at this moment. Why am I with Yeah, you? and not prolong it and not let Coop sort of sweet talk her way out of it because I think that that's, you know, what we've seen in the past. But for her to literally just say, I'm done and leave it at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I'm going to go to Spencer and Jordan just because I want to end on the girls. <laughs> Even though Spencer and Jordan, I, te- I think, technically were the A storyline. Yeah, uh, Grace dropped off plays oh. Corey and Billy made. Which, let me say this up front. We love I, Karina. 
<laughs> we love Karima though. Yeah, we were talking earlier about how it was like even the, just the mention of Grace's Grace Grace irritates us. But it's it. You know what's more irritating for me at certain times, and I think this is one of them. I wish that that the writers as a whole would spend more time going deeper into what they've already established than sort of finding lines of convenience. And I don't mind <laughs> lines of convenience. I really don't. But obviously with Billy's death, there have been a lot <laughs> a of lot things that just pop up out of nowhere. Of things that are just popping up. And I'm just do not, because I don't like Billy, obviously, but I'm just not connecting with it. Um, because I, it, it, where is this coming from? We've never, we're in season five and we've never heard of this before. Uh, we know Corey and Billy as people who were okay. And then like Grace got in between them and they were rivals. Like, what right. are we doing? <laughs> what do you mean um, they came up with plays together? Was this in middle school? They had <laughs> to be, they had to be like middle school, early part of high school before like she came in between the two of them so because the right. way the writing looked it looked like old school writing so it had to be like very young because she came in between them like near their like senior year very so it early. had to be yeah. when they were like sophomores juniors yeah yeah i think it i think she came between them in junior year right or no no telling she comes between people all the time so no telling when she's let me stop, let me stop. but even I'm like back, and let me relate back. this back to let me give a better <laughs> example that also, or let me give a comparison example that happened in this episode as well, is JJ and uh, somebody said, oh, the, the president saying like, oh, you still pay rent there, right? And it was just like, no, he left and said that he wasn't going to pay rent anymore. There right. was a whole pointed line about good luck paying rent. So now you're telling us... No, no, we're fighting for that place if he's not paying rent. There's no way, and that's the thing because remember they were all they all and you know a season ago they all were giving the rent to him. So clearly that house is in his name. So it's it it's these little things that it's. I wish the detail. I'm just such an attention to detail person, and the details of that just bug me, especially when it's like blatant because they're adding in things that clearly are sort of added especially with billy especially with billy everything i'm just tired of hearing i'm tired of hearing about hero billy i truly truly am let let us let the characters just warn you without them trying to highlight how amazing your your pops was brilliant like oh your pops no he wasn't he was like we have literally when did we ever in the entire Four and a half seasons that we were here. I've never seen Billy draw up a play in his life. And, and <laughs> he literally would let now, other it, people. It could be Corey who did most of like, the drawing of those and but Grace Hattie. Well, and then, and then the list of players. So let's talk. Let's get back to the. Let's okay. To the, uh, Sorry, the, we had that. Sorry about that diatribe. But let's get back to the storyline. Uh, so Billy did have this list of players that he was going to get second chances to, and it inspired Spencer's own list, which I was like, okay, Spencer, this part wasn't clear. I mean, I think that they're saying that Spencer developed his own list, but what happened to the list of players that Billy, they, <laughs> Billy they had, had for second chances? They had his list, 
which was right there. And he, I think he took like a couple of people, including the guy that he brought to GAU from Billy's list. Because they talked oh, about added the person. more people. Yeah, he added more people, but they pulled okay. people from Billy's list, including the oh, guy. Okay, he yeah, yeah, that well, that part wasn't clear to me, but um, <laughs> just because it was just like it was, he was just like, yeah, they inspired my old list, and I was just like, okay. Um, but the point is they had a list of people to give second chances to, and this was Billy thinking outside of the box, right? Um, which, you know, to be fair, we have seen him do with Jabari and, you know, yeah. with, you know, et cetera. Even with, even with the kicker, right? But yeah. Like thinking about the outside of the box with the kicker. So I didn't mind that. It was really just the plays that bothered me. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I, as a person who loves collegiate um, football and, and have seen stories like this actually exist, and then bringing people back because they, they have eligibility and various things. I like this storyline. I You know, I like this storyline, too. I just think it was the, the um, coming off of a coming off of a, a break yeah. was a little harder to, I think, digest, digest. For, mm-hmm. for some folks. But again, I think it was structurally sound. And I actually like I, the pieces of it. I, I just wish it was given a little bit more. And I, that is also where one of my critiques is that, you know, we're trying to wrap up this JJ storyline and then we're doing this whole coop thing with Sky. And I I feel like the the recruiting storyline was given like given a good amount of a good amount of space. A good amount of space and I wish we got that with when we get to the girls. But I feel like we always talk about But that. you know how we all they always get destroyed. Yeah. They- so uh, I, I enjoyed the I enjoyed the like the message behind the story of this story, and actually I enjoyed the people that they introduced too. Yeah, um, I think it was a little too neat and tight, which I, someone said that as well, and I agree that it was a little too neat and tight. But you know, it's this is sort of a sort of reestablishing the normal after Billy died, so I understand why it. Was I you know what's tight. interesting is I like the dynamic between Coach Kenny and Spencer and Jordan. He'd be like, mm-hmm. "Y'all trying me." Y'all, y'all trying me. Let me do this, but still, like, listening to them. Yeah. I just like Coach Kenny. I really do. I really do. So. Me too. I wish that they would give Coach Kenny a staff. I'm like, yes. where are the other coaches? This is not a <laughs> – I need to see, like, where's the new wide receivers coach? We haven't seen him, like, hiring yeah. anybody. So and it, I didn't even see another coach on the field. I was nope, it was just him. It was literally just him, but I'm like, I don't know if this is, we need at least, like, you know, especially because, you know, Billy would always have, they literally would always bring back Spencer or Pacinger, the real Spencer, to be one of the coaches in the back. He literally, Billy always had two coaches with him at least. And so I just think that they need to either get some, you know, sort of long-term background actors or long-term, like, featured background somebody to, um, stand behind Kenny to show that there's more coaches on the team. I agree. Um, but yeah, love the, love the storyline, uh, getting to see, getting to be introduced to Kai and Sal and like really good stories, right? Pulled the scholarship because he had a kid. Garrett pulled the scholarship like because Kai Kai's had a kid. kid. Uh, it was, you, wait, you didn't or you did? I liked his kid. Oh no, me too. It was adorable. He's adorable. He's like, I, I want to play baseball. <laughs> when Jerry was like, we, I see you as a future in, in the future quarterback. He's like, I like baseball. He's like, you would. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And then Sal and, you know, his family being without a home. Uh, and that's why he went to jail. And so getting his fuller story, and I really appreciated that. And again, this is something that All-American does well, is expanding the view of what it means to be, um, I'll say, an underrepresented person. <laughs> yes. That's a nice and way to say fully that. Fleshing out their stories because I think it goes beyond black men. Obviously, the central yes. character is a black man, and the central story is black men. But filling out these stories to say, stop and consider, especially black and brown men, stop and consider um, who this person is instead of going to your reactionary, sort of seeing them and viewing them as a threat. And I think they do an excellent, excellent job. And this story was just another example of that. Yeah, because I've, I've seen a um, recruit actually get his scholarship pulled because he had a child. And they couldn't afford, like want him to bring his child on campus. And he was like, I'm a single father. And had to go to another institution. So literally, I was like tearing up because I was like, I've seen that happen close, up close and personal. Yeah. So, yeah. So I really I was like, I hate Garrett even more now. So, yeah, hey, yeah. yeah, yeah. Garrett is definitely an enemy. Um, and so they invite them to the workout. Obviously, Kenny was upset because he told him not to give them hope their hopes up but even though they had yeah. rust they showed out and kenny kenny was like let me see that list again let me see that <laughs> list again. and and obviously they both got scholarships uh kai jordan told to, told kai that like child care is included which was amazing yeah um and, my, and manu was like take it take it take it take it and then kenny told uh told sal with spencer um in the room about giving him a scholarship and, you know, getting him back on the team. Two things here, two things here. Did we see the twinkle in Jordan's eye? Jordan is ready to be a dad. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna need you not, I'm gonna need you not to do that. No, no, no. I saw uh, the fact that he connected to the young boy because his dad at one point He's played. Sure connected as, he connected you know what? We're right. not doing that. He's too young and my sister's too Layla, young you for kids. My ba- my baby sibling, my twin siblings are too young for kids. They That's are too young for kids. I'm agreeing with you. That's what I'm saying, Jordan. You better, he just, you better he was put just that twinkle back in your eye. No. He was just reminiscing to the fact that his dad's not around. And so the father-son thing and, and looking up to his father is what sure. he was looking at and what sure. he admired. Sure. That's where I'm leaving it at. I'm leaving it so there. So white picket fence. So Erica, when you listening... Brittany, if you listening, that's where I'm leaving it. <laughs> he saw a white picket fence. No, no, he did. He Anywho. saw what he used to admire in his dad when his dad would take him to places for sports. That's what he saw. Speaking of, I'm going to get back to the second thing with Spencer. Because um, I, I said two things. But this comes back up uh, when we touch to the end of the girls' storyline. And so this was my favorite part of the episode uh, obviously, because it are my two faves. My two oh, my first. Atlanta. Go ahead. Um, but at the top, Layla's like getting the uh, mock up for Keating Records' new logos. What did you uh, think of those logos? Be honest. Um, what did I think about? I didn't think like I didn't really have any thoughts. About they that. were blah. I wanted something better for her. I was like, I need some. Yeah, but for I feel Keating like records. the. <laughs> I did. I was looking out for her. I had no thoughts. Let me leave it at that. Let me look at that. You know, me and Lele, you know, we be always beefing, but I do be looking out for her as a black woman. I was like, we need better logos. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, and I think it was just, you know, because it wasn't supposed to be right. You know, that was the purpose of the story. Is that she yeah. Wasn't I still to need people kidding. to come a little bit better for her like that. Okay. I'm just you saying. said set designers. <laughs> so I need y'all to bring it. I need, I need she's a black woman it. leading this. She needs some good logos. She needs some good logos. Um, and so she talks to Coop about that. Also, we also mentioned that like Sky's presentation, which by the way, another little crumb there, right? Do you know where Jordan is? Yes, I do. Yeah, they be with the coach. <laughs> and then she's like, I think y'all need to take a little space apart, just a little. Just and Layla was like, oh, it's coming from the person whose girlfriend is about to break up with her. No, thank you. <laughs> I won't take your advice as you shouldn't, Layla. I can't. Keep knowing where Jordan is. Keep knowing, keep knowing where Jordan is. I can't. But anyway, then later, Liv and Layla talk about talk about that, and particularly talk about can't win situations, right? As Layla is thinking about her record label and changing it from for Monica to Keating, Liv is really considering again this, uh, and I really appreciated that the, it brought back up these storylines that they um, had to pause for the grief episodes, but Liv bringing back up this uh, this this struggle that she's had with the pseudonym. Yeah, and then not um, being nominated for an award. Be, it, and in Layla's words, right, not any award, the, the award. award. <laughs> the, exactly, it's the award. And so she was saying that she never wished, she wished she had never used the pseudonym. And she used uh, the pseudonym then, for two knuckleheads. But I digress, go ahead. <laughs> Jaden Davis, exactly. And so Jaden got invited, Olivia did not. Um, and then, you know, in an attempt, in an attempt, I think, to make her feel better a little bit. She was just like, oh, I'm surprised that you didn't uh, use your other pseudonym, Larissa Myers, right? And so then they talk about these these alter egos uh, that they made up in middle school and lives with Larissa Myers. And Layla is Bella Swan. Bella Swan. And I was like, I need you to be serious. I, even if they were middle schoolers, I need them to be serious. But at that time, the Twilight... No, it was huge. No, I know. It was yeah, huge. huge which I never watched any still, of those movies. I refuse. Because half when people can't act. But okay, keep going. It I'm was sorry. cute, though. It was a cute little memory. And so she, um, she's just like, well, we can't go back to the middle school days. But she invites Liv to Sky's Talk to... Uh, can, I just, to can we just pause for two seconds there? Yeah. Lele, patience. And now live. All are going to Sky's talk as if Sky is their girlfriend. As if Sky is their like best friend. And the op- You think best friend? I'm saying as as the way it is. Like as if they're like I'm, like I'm literally exactly. showing up for her, yeah. Showing up while the op knew nothing of it. And they're like, you know what? She's now invited to the cookout. She's a cook to the vortex, and the op knows nothing. Like patience, yeah. the X is going. But it also sure. shows, I think, that they've actually set that up quite well because, yeah, you know, Sky. A couple of episodes ago, we saw Sky wanting to, yeah, help patience, and even before that, like wanting to get involved and like expand her brand and you know work with Layla and work for for Monica Records and again sort of just establish sort of a new sort of business venture with that and so I think that it made sense but it also just pointed out how the Coop obsessed Coop obsessed Coop is always, <laughs> always. Coop is obsessed it's with, of two things herself and Spencer that if it ain't that. about her and Spencer she could catch everybody else can kick rocks. Everybody else can kick rocks. Um, 
<laughs> and look, that's why when they is speaking speaking back at the influencer bit, that's why they all had nothing to say when Sky said, "Oh, it's Coop here," and all they could say was, "Oh, oh, oh, oh." I'm sure, I'm sure something came up because they all know Coop. They know her. Especially patients. And patients ain't say nothing. <laughs> not at all. Not a not word. Not a thing. Not a thing. As she shouldn't. As she shouldn't. Because um, that's not her business anymore. She's I'm going to mind my business. I'm going to mind my own. <laughs> um, but, you know, when they're leaving that talk, you know, again, they're just thinking about, like, where they are in life right now. Uh, Layla comes up with this fun sort of idea to, to sneak into a quinceanera. Um and <laughs> I love it because not Chelsea flexing her Spanish. I said, okay. You better and get y'all into that. Because I'm telling you, I'm going to keep it real, audience. If I was with them, I would try to sneak in too. Because those parties are ridiculously fun. I've, I I haven't snuck into a quince, but I've snuck into I've a I've been to party. one and they are amazing. I would have snuck my best in. Friends. Yeah, yeah, and it's so fun. It's so fun. You got to sneak into a party at least once in your lifetime. Yeah, I, I would have snuck in that quinceanera because them, them, they are off the chain. So, yeah. Literally, literally. Also, the, the wedding that I snuck into was hilarious because it was a, a quite, quite predominantly white wedding. Uh, <laughs> and me and my friend were both black women. <laughs> like, y'all wouldn't stand out. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Tell me why. And this is sorry, I'm not even gonna get into the story. I'll tell you offline. Um, so anyway, uh, sneak into a party is all I'm saying. Um, and so they like dance and have a good time, and it was good to see them have a good time. Yes, because we like almost never get that. <laughs> I'm, I'm mad because there was a gentleman who pulled Liv onto the floor, and we did not we get, get to see, see it. dance. And that's what I'm saying. I'm it's like, why? I wanted to see that. They literally only had about, I won't, obviously it was probably more than this, but only about four scenes dedicated to this. And I'm like, why did we see so much of JJ and so little of this? Like we didn't get to see the depth of this story mm -hmm. because we were seeing the depth of JJ's story. And I don't think that was needed or necessary. Very, I agree. I totally agree. It also would have gave people who've never seen the Kinsinia have never experienced the Latinx yeah. uh, culture to actually see what that truly looked like. And how embedded that is in LA life. Like it was sort yeah. of a, you know, it was a line in, in passing, right? That patients said like, you know, you can't be from LA and not know a little bit of Spanish, but it's the truth, you know, it's the, it's truth. the truth. And so, um, yeah, just to give this, you know, give it, give it its just due, I think. But so they sneak into the quince, they have fun. I I I got some great shots just really with, good shots. Just with Sam and, and Greta and, and Chelsea. Uh and the, even the they were trying daughter to dance. Yes, even the daughter, I love daughter those dance. Shots. Because even you know, literally that whole how that worked in in, in secession. So, you know, the speech that uh Valerie, who was the girl who was, you know, becoming a woman, um and that's, you know, the whole purpose of a quinceanera. I don't know if we said that at the, up top, but it's, you know, yeah. when you turn 15 uh, in, in, in the Latina community, you're, you're becoming a woman now. Uh, and so she was talking about how, you know, her daughter you know, wanted to hyphenate her name because she is a little bit of her mom and a little bit of her dad. Uh, and so that connected and resonated with Layla. 
And then the father daughter dance that came right after that connected and resonated with Liv. And so it's great to see them reflect on that. Go ahead. Okay. I love the father daughter dance scene. I love it. And I love like seeing Liv getting emotional and, and Lele comforting her. What I would have loved to see, and this is this is not on Creamer, this is on the person who's in that in that writing room, that head woman. I would have loved to see when Liv looked out, Liv actually saw that man that I don't like and the smaller version of her dancing as when they were little. And so that would have been so much more impactful. That was just me. That's what, but that scene was still beautiful. Yeah, I think the scene was. I I I, I mean, I did personally. I, it could, yeah, I think what you said could have added. I, I like the scene as, as is. I, I loved it. I don't know. I think it was cute. I think it was. Yeah, it was. And touching and touching without being like so uh, heavy handed. But it, it was just a beautiful moment. And then obviously Patience, who, you know, has been down for the majority of the season, was actually excited to go when the girl recognized her and was like, are you Patience? And, you know, was happy to go and sing for her. So it was good to see. And obviously... That led to Patience saying she misses the old Patience, which we've all had, had several times. We've so- seen it. Of course, you, you talk about this every other episode. <laughs> but anyway, she recognized, she finally was able to pinpoint it, uh, that she misses the old Patience, because I don't think that she was able to pinpoint it before, which makes it, they're young. They're, I have to remind myself that they're young. Um, and... Layla decides to change for Monica records to for Monica Keating records. Um, which I loved. And then, yes, which I loved as well. And then Liv, you know, wants to honor her father. And she talks about it with Jordan, right? And she's reflecting on the fact that she she went to a quince, um, and she sort of cries and has this moment with Jordan, which was beautiful was so about beautiful. not being able to walk. Uh, Billy not being there to walk her down the aisle or have a father daughter dance. And Jordan's like, dance with I'm going to be there for all of it or just to be sad. And I was like, exactly, Jordan. Can I just say, when he said that, I was like, Jordan, I love the fact that you're going to be there and be the one mm-hmm. to walk her down the aisle and the one who's going to dance with her. But I would love it if my, my mama Laura walked her down the aisle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, definitely. But I appreciate, like, I appreciate the scene because it really hit her. And he, it hit it hit him how like special those moments will be for her, and that their Definitely. dad is not there. Um, Definitely. And so yeah, I appreciate that scene. It was very, you know I love my Baker twin scene. Yeah, no, I loved it. It was such. A, I think it was the best scene in the show. Just that moment, yeah, that the two of them had, plus the plus the uh, keen say. Um, and so you know, Spencer then then comes into the living room, and says both to Spencer and Jordan like, you know, I'm going to announced that I wrote the article because it's the last thing that I did with dad. So win or lose, I'm going to honor the work that we both did. Um, the music in that scene, the shot with the hands was beautiful. And yeah. it, again, it's just one of my favorite scenes. So I love the way that, that the episode ended on that touching moment uh, for all of them. And I'm just sort of noticing the connection between middle school and the quincey. And I didn't notice that at first, but now I'm like loving it even more. <laughs> <laughs> It's um, the age, the age, because yeah. I didn't put two and two together before. I, I, I love. So I had predicted that Liv would go back once I realized that that man was dying or was gonna die. That Liv was gonna like claim her name back because that was the last thing she did with him. Because yeah. 
Actually, let's be honest. That's the only thing she did with him because for four and a half seasons, he did nothing. He didn't act like she exists. But okay, I'm going to keep it real and keep it funky on this podcast. Um, so I knew that that was going to happen, but they both needed to hear and they're like, it's okay. It won't affect us. I was like, she really didn't care. She was sharing it right. with y'all. Yeah. Well, yeah. she was going to do it for her and, and, and the person that she loves. I'm not going to give him all that because I don't love him. I don't like him. Um, so yeah. Could I add this? Um, yeah. and it, it just bothers me that I am even saying this, but getting back to this point, as we shift into predictions, I, you know, episode sort of review is over but this is just another small critique just in general is spencer is absolutely the protagonist in the central part of the show but i feel like sometimes the right and we've talked about this before particularly in episode seven yes um, when he was the last one to speak to her uh, literally and that's funny because that's the last you're one like you on. didn't have to be the last one to speak he to her. she's already there, there. Yeah, we did that just yeah. like he didn't necessarily need to be in the room with kenny and sal and just like he didn't need to be in the room with jordan and Liv. i feel like jordan and Liv's scene was cut short because they just wanted spencer there and i don't feel like that needed to happen organically like she could have Told him, told him like time. next week. She could have. She could have told him in the next episode. Like why? I I I. Why would couldn't have, it I, just be Jordan and Liv? Yeah. Like why and I, did Spencer And I want y'all to, to understand. Like yes, um, I feel some way about Spencer as y'all follow me. Um, but it was just how the storytelling would have been. It would have been. Yeah, it's impactful. just. Yeah, it's not even about Spencer itself. Yeah. It's just about the fact that we don't. He is the protagonist, but we don't need him. In every single scene, yeah. for every single occurrence, and it, it just brought that back to my mind with this one because you know we're seeing Jordan and Liv have this deep moment, especially because it's like their relationship has evolved since Billy has died. They have been there for one another since Billy has died, uh, especially Jordan uh, for Liv. And so the fact that that moment was cut short, it, and the fact that it was like called out, right? Jordan was like, "Oh, why are you here?" And she was like, "Oh, you're not at home," which was funny. He was like, "You don't just come and visit." He's like, "I can't." Yeah. Yeah, and so it was even a call out that like their relationship has changed in that way that she's even going to talk to him about this. Um, and so I, I just, I we could have gotten a solo, I think, Spencer and Liv scene yeah. in the next episode and it, you know, didn't necessarily have to be with this one. But I love the scene we're itself. we Mama Laura and Liv regarding this next episode. It could have been the same with Spencer and Liv. Right, right. But I did love the hands and the really beautiful yeah. moment that they had. Um, and so it that's it. And it was the big three. I like the big three. It started mm-hmm. with the three of them in the house, in the baker's house. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, so on to predictions. Thanks for listening to Film Study and All American Universe podcast. Stay tuned for our predictions.